Hello, Stephen. Welcome back to the 12 Angry Teams podcast. I'm glad to have you on as the first manager interview of season two. Um, obviously, last week's episode, I was joined by Anthony to break down the uh, startup draft, but that really didn't count as a manager interview so much as one manager roasting all the other managers. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, first first inter- or episode of the season was great. I'm excited for uh, another season of... Um, hoping in vain for an outside shot at a playoff spot. Hey, if ever there was a season, it's this one because, uh, Anthony, uh, seems to have committed entirely to building for the future. So he should be a non-factor this year. So I, I feel that we should all take advantage of last year's champion effectively just choosing to sit on the bench. Yeah. I think it's kind of him really to give, give the rest of us a chance. So let's talk about uh, your so-called team that you drafted. Uh, first of all, let's go over your team name. What team name did you choose again? Uh, I'm team Daniel Cody. Okay. And am I correct in my understanding that you actually are not Daniel Cody? It, that is true. That's very observant of you. Um, okay. I am, in fact, not Daniel Cody. Um, and... I would be lying if I said I didn't do it just to cause chaos. Um, and I have confused myself more than once. Yeah. The uh, sad thing by being is named Daniel Cody. I continue to be confused. I have thoughtlessly yeah. clicked on your team before to like review my lineup. It's uh and that's exactly it's, it's what I wanted. Yeah. If I can make your life a little bit harder, then I'm doing what the good Lord put me on this earth to do. Well, Hey, a plus job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the the most notable thing about your draft is that Jonathan Taylor, the consensus 101 pick in redraft leagues, uh, and also frequently the 101 pick in dynasty startups because of his relative youth, Jonathan Taylor fell to you as the fourth overall pick. That's pretty exciting. You must have been happy about that start. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the quickest pick you're ever going to make in your life. Uh, you know, what is, I think he's 23. Um, you know, obviously the running backs, you always have the, the risk of an injury, even when they're young, that they never really come back from, you know, you think, you think a, a Barkley who I, who I rode with for a long time in a, in a few leagues. Um, but yeah, that was, I was elated to see him drop. I had, you know, in the 20 minutes before the draft that I spent preparing for it, uh-huh. I had kind of crossed out who I figured would be the first three picks. Um, and certainly I thought he would be gone. So I was thrilled to see him fall. Yeah, no, that was a huge surprise. Um, especially questionable is Peter's choice to draft a uh, Christian McCaffrey before Jonathan Taylor, given that Christian McCaffrey will at most play like five more football games in his professional career. Um, yeah, I mean, he's look, he's the best, he's the best player in the league when he's out there. Um, it, the upside is, is insane. Of course. But the greatest ability is availability. So that is true. Um, so I take it you were so excited to get Jonathan Taylor with the fourth pick that you pretty much phoned it in from there on out and just drafted Jets. 
uh, starting with Brees Hall, then Elijah Moore, and then Garrett Wilson. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even realize uh, the the deluge of Jets I had drafted uh, until you texted me on the side. You're like, man, really locking down the Jets, huh? Um, And once you get that text in like the sixth round, uh, you know, you know, it's probably probably not going anywhere fast. Hey, we can always hope for the best. Well, right now it looks like um, I'm looking at the draft results. But if I were to mosey on over to your team roster, see, have you fiddled at all? I assume you haven't. But have you like adjusted your lineup or is your current lineup just whatever it defaulted into after the draft? Yeah, it's it's the default. The only fiddling I've done is I've moved uh, moved some some rookies down to my taxi squad, which I believe I finally understand. So then, it looks like potentially you're going to cruise into Week One with, of course, Dak Prescott uh, as your starting quarterback. Though you did make sure to go ahead and lock down uh, Predator as your quarterback for later in the season. Should you make the playoffs, you will have uh, Deshaun Watson ready to go. Well, the, the reality of that pick, too, is uh, because many of us were on uh, a Zoom or in person, uh, when you can make a pick that you know is just going to get everybody to groan, the bit itself is almost just worth it. Uh, so true. You know, at and, a certain point, you just you I have to do the what the comedy gods ask of you. Yeah, well, I mean, you're currently trying to trade me uh, – uh, Kareem Hunt. So to be fair, all he did was kick a woman who was already on the ground in a hotel, uh, and that's true. Pretty, that's yeah. pretty run of the mill. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm kicking people who are already on the floor most nights. Yeah, I that's I've always said that about you. <laughs> exactly. It's what it's what I'm known for. Uh, okay, so your starting lineup. You're going in with quarterback Dak Prescott, and then your starting running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall. The Brees Hall start is somewhat controversial because he's still technically not the starting runner running back for the Jets. Michael Carter is, but presumably he'll get playing time even in week one. Uh, your wide receivers, you've got DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. Loving those initial guys. You also got TJ Hawkinson. So you're really sticking to a theme Jets and initials. Um, <laughs> so your wide receivers, Metcalf, Moore, and then Elijah Moore. Uh, another jet. So DK Metcalf is an interesting choice because while he should see a lot of volume, he is of course, uh, on what could quite possibly end up being the worst offense, uh, in the league. What was your thought on DK Metcalf? Just were you thinking of that kind of as a dynasty, like long-term pick, like the talent's going to win out. Hopefully the offense will be better next year. Or were you thinking even this year, like he's such a valuable part of that offense. He's so talented that he's probably going to, he's probably going to be good. Or was it just name recognition? And uh, you're like, Ooh, DK Metcalf, because you spend your free time following baseball, not the most exciting sport in the world football. Uh, Some combination of the three. Uh, I think, you know, certainly going forward, it could still have a ton of value. He's 24. Um, one of those guys that, you know, could be keeper worthy for five or six years. Absolutely. Um, and, and just so much talent there. Um, and also not one of those, not one of those guys that I would expect, obviously his speed's a lot of it, but I would expect him to maintain a pretty high level. Um, because since there isn't a ton of agility in his game and things like that, I, I think he can probably hang on a little bit longer than, uh, you know, a smaller receiver. Uh, so, so that was definitely the thought. 
you know, this year they're obviously going to be terrible. Um, but they also have nowhere else to go. So I think he's going to get an incredible amount of targets, um, such that he's, he's, you know, still worthy to be, uh, you know, a starter this year. Um, and, and then also he's just fun to have. He's a, he's just a fun character and just this behemoth of a person. Uh, and so the name recognition, they're like, Oh, DK is good. Uh, my draft was heavily based on, uh, on a dynasty startup cheat sheet. Good, uh, because hey. I, I do do not do not have the depth of knowledge to to do it without one. Hey, that's fair. Um, I'm I mean, to me, fantasy baseball is terrifying because there's just so many players. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole thing. Were I ever to participate in a fantasy baseball league, which I doubt I ever would, uh, I I would be relying exclusively on cheat sheets. Not just to you know draft a team, but also to to meet these people for the first time. It's like oh, yeah. and then someone would also so, have to mean, explain to me how baseball works. So it'd be tough. Yeah, also, in a twelve team league, by the time we got to the later rounds, I mean I was drafting guys I had never heard of. Oh yeah, well I mean I think I think that's true of probably pretty much everyone. Um, if you know you weren't on auto draft by that point. It's one of those two. You're either drafting guys you never heard of or you're on auto draft. I mean, a, a 26 round draft, you're going to you're going to get some stinkers. Yeah, I mean, I was don't get me wrong, I was really excited to draft Tyler Batty, but uh Oh yeah, I see that paying off for you long term. Yeah, for sure. All right, so week 1, you are going against uh the Tijuana Panthers this week, managed by LB McCaskey. Uh, your most notable connection to LB is that I think you are the only two people in the league who care about hockey on any yeah. level. Yeah. I mean, he, he pretty much immediately decided to come in and slam my flames for uh, losing some of their guys. Uh, it was, that was, he's, he's holding no punches on the hockey front. Yeah. He was excited to do that. Like he was texting me like as soon as that happened, like, Hey, the next time I come on the pod, I just want to roast Steven for, for what his Calgary Flames did, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Uh, what well, you didn't saying. get him in time because in the next the next month following the the heartbreak, uh, they they added a bunch of real good players. So now he would just be yelling into the void of all the hockey fans that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, I know that he does, and uh, I will take this opportunity to give a quick shout out to LB. Hello, LB. Uh, so he is projected to lose you are projected to win your matchup with the Tijuana Panthers going into this game knowing how uh Tijuana Panthers have insulted your Calgary Flames uh knowing that you know I think on several occasions they beat you last year uh would you say that this time it's personal yeah I would definitely say it's personal um you know I don't know LB but I can tell you that I strongly dislike him um both (laughs) on and off the field of course uh yeah um, it, it does hurt a little bit to have to go up against, uh, you know, my boy, Justin Fields in game one, uh, because I would obviously love him to take a big step forward this year and look good. Uh, however, if he hangs a huge number on me in week one, uh, it's going to be a little bittersweet. Fair enough. Uh, you know, it's so rare to get to talk to a bears fan that, uh, I forget they exist. So when you said my boy, Justin Fields, I, I, I was briefly confused. Like, why do you like Justin Fields? Was he from Michigan or what's he? And then I remembered, oh, right. The Chicago bears. 
Uh, yeah, you excited uh, to see this Bears season play out? Not at all. That is the correct uh, they're, answer. They're going to be very bad. But, you know, the, the whole whole idea is develop Justin Fields, give him a chance. You know, he had right. no chance in that offense last year, that coaching staff. Um, so see what he can do with a little, maybe a little bit more creativity. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be bad. Yeah. By the way, thanks for uh, returning coach Matt Nagy to uh, my Kansas City Chiefs. I appreciate that. that yeah, was, you're welcome. He's just, you. just he's a real genius. Yeah, that guy. Man, he can put together an offense. Um, okay, well, uh, tonight's game is, of course, the league opener, Rams versus Bills. Do you expect to be watching the game, or do you expect to be working? Uh, I will certainly have it on. Uh, at very least, it will be on in the background. Uh, so, excited for it. You know, I, I, as you alluded to, I maybe don't follow football as closely as some people, but I do love it. Uh, so, love watching the games. It's very little more fun than like settling in on a Sunday and just knowing that you have football on for the next 12 hours. Right. Uh, that, that's, that's a pretty remarkable feeling. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be watching. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the greatest, greatest, most relaxing, comfy, cozy. That is chicken noodle soup for the soul is oh, you know, yeah. curling up on the couch with a whole Sunday of football in head, ahead of you and nothing too important that needs to get Crock done. Pot full of chili. Yeah. Oof. Love some chili. Uh, in your mind, if I said that along with chili, you have carrots and cinnamon rolls, would that sound very normal to you? Or would you be like, I've never heard of that? Um, as in like together at the same time? Yeah. Like if you're going to have like the classic chili, like you're going to have a chili feed or some sort of chili event. It's like you're going to also provide baby carrots and cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that's 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 some homicidal stuff right there. Interesting, because because Megan Kane was very familiar with this, so it's clearly a very concentrated part of the Midwest that does this. No, it's know. like cornbread. Why cinnamon rolls? You go cornbread. Well, you don't dip the cinnamon roll in the chili. That would be psychotic. It's just your dessert after you've had your chili and your baby carrots. You uh, you have a cinnamon roll. It's nice. I mean, I, I'm never against a cinnamon roll. Don't well, how get could me wrong. you be? Yeah, I'm I'm pro cinnamon roll. I want that on the record. Okay, he's on the record as supporting the cinnamon roll cause. Absolutely. Good. All right. Uh, final question, and here's the real toughie. Uh, speaking of tonight's game, you have the Rams defense. You also have another defense. D uh, Denver. I have Denver's defense. Yeah, you have Denver. Okay. So. I have to assume with the Rams going up against the Bills, despite the obvious talent of the Rams defense, you've got to be starting the Broncos for week one, right? Yeah, they play Seattle. So that'll I, I haven't Easy looked choice. at it too much yet, but that, that should be that should be where I'm going. Yeah, I can't I can't see you wanting to start the defense that has to go up to, against the Bills in the season opener. Right. Right. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll get you back on before the season is over. But as you look at your team, as you look at the dynasty startup and you look towards the future, uh, some general thoughts. Were you happy with your draft? Are you happy with the team that you have? Are you excited for the future? Are you excited for this year in particular? Or are you more focused on next year? Yeah, very excited. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fun league. Um, I was relatively happy with my draft, um, given, you know, as I said, kind of going in with a maybe a lower depth of knowledge uh, than, than some managers. Uh, I definitely tried to draft young. Um, so I think 
uh, you know, your, your recap of my team is, is pretty accurate from the, the last episode where <laughs> I think there's and maybe an outside chance at a playoff spot this year, but I think set up pretty well going forward. Um, so I, I, I didn't want to put all my eggs into this year's basket because that has the potential to make the next three or four pretty miserable. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say all in all, relatively happy with it. Well, good. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I'm so excited that uh, actual football is back. Also excited that as of, you know, tonight, fantasy football is back. Uh, and I'm looking to see how the season plays out. Thank you so much for uh, helping me, you know, kick off the NFL kickoff of Rams versus Bills. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Daniel.